The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They are currently giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift certificate. Get all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. And finally, we're brought to you by the MLB Gambling Podcast. They're giving away an MLB jersey as part of their wild card playoff contest exclusively in the SGPN app. So download that app wherever it is you download apps. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to an action-packed adventure that we call the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 218. May as well send it out to our new home run king, Aaron Judge, who hit number 62 just recently. And baseball fans, they're doing it again. They're they're putting their trust into uh, 200. This guy's 282 pounds, but he's clean, though, everybody. He's jacked and 282 pounds. Uh, hit 62 home runs, so congratulations to him. Hopefully it doesn't come back to bite us all who are claiming that he's the real home run king. So for now, we shall rejoice, Aaron Judge, even though he's a dirty, dirty Yankee. Thank you for coming to the show. We're not the MLB Gambling Podcast, nor are we the Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which you both can listen to on the SGPN Network. No, we're the MMA Gambling Podcast. I am one of your lovely hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Probably the most popular of the two, for sure. Um uh, everybody just loves me. I never get any uh, blowback from anyone. So this is uh, the next person I'm going to bring in. Oh, he's a lightning rod, let me tell you. Um, this is one of our famous No UFC, No Problem um, episodes. The next two episodes are, and I pretty much can guarantee the three events that we're giving you odds for this week, I don't think any other podcast out there is giving odds on, on these events. So th- this is for the true hardcore gens, the true MMA fans out there, the Zhong Lees of the world who uh, reside in sportsgamingpockets.com slash discord. Um, so let's bring in my co-host. I haven't given him much. Uh, maybe I gave him a bit to riff on. I talked about baseball. He likes baseball. So maybe maybe that'll get him to say something. He's the one and only Gumby God, Daniel Breland. Hello. I was going to riff on baseball already. I... Yeah. I've taken a little umbrage with people wanting to throw Aaron Judge under the bus for being, like, bigger than when he started his career. Like, <laughs> no, I, I, he's, he's huge. I'm just saying. We're, we're, we're falling in the same traps as last time. I know there's testing this time. But yeah, and also, like, he's a different kind of huge than Barry Bonds. Right? Like, Barry Bonds is, like, a little yeah, stolen, big. stolen bases monster, and then suddenly he was built like a refrigerator with a massive head. And, like... You know, he wore an eight and three quarters freaking hat size by the time he was done. And like Aaron Judge has looked like Aaron Judge the whole time, just like like maybe he started working out. Um, so like, yeah, I don't think he's he's all right to death. I, I think he's just like a actual freak. Um, two eighty two is pretty big, Dan. I don't know is, too many two eighty two natural guys, but but I'm not saying he's you, on. Anything. You mean like literally every heavyweight <laughs> in the UFC? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Brock Lesnar also used to look like that ever since we knew him and. He's had some issues, but anyhow. Yeah, but that, that dude was doing steroids out of a box. <laughs> you know anyhow, I'm, I'm not – I just to be clear, I'm not saying Aaron Judge is doing anything wrong. And I, th- I, also, mm. I also was going to say I, I wanted to throw this episode out to all Mets fans. 
Those guys won 101 games this season. Did you know that? I know. Has has Atlanta game. wrapped it up yet, or is it happening as we speak? I It happened last night. <laughs> oh, did? Okay. I wasn't sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah Dylan, Dylan Rockford, our, the SGPN Mets fan who uh, hosts the MLB podcast. I think he, he hosts one of the one of the NFL ones, too. I, I'm acting like – I okay, uh, I'll, I'll admit something. I don't listen to every <laughs> podcast that we have in here because there's so damn many. But uh, um, I think he hosts one of the NFL prop ones, too. But, yeah, he uh, he gave me uh, condolences that I had to co-host with a Braves fan. So, <laughs> And it was – let me tell you, Braves fans have been insufferable on Twitter. I'm not one uh-huh. of them. But the uh, the amount of things they've been posting that like just dig up anybody saying that the the season was over in in July they found it uh, yeah. and and it's been reposted and shit all over so uh, yeah uh, I've been enjoying reading them I haven't been rubbing it in anybody's faces because no. there's still a postseason to go but uh, yeah shout out Mets fans and it's congrats on a great season can can you blame them this has never happened to Mets before they've never had a huge lead (laughs) and then blew it so this is like totally new to them right and they've they've been notoriously uh right at right there with the Braves for the last five years so yeah uh, uh, yeah. Uh. such a consistently good team so but this isn't this isn't uh, MLB, like I said, the MLB podcast. This MMA, even when there's no UFC, MMA world still goes around. Um, you, I take your 100% back in my statement that no one else is giving you odds for the, the events that we're covering this week, right? If somebody is giving you FAC picks out there, like CFFC <laughs> picks or Cage Warriors picks, wouldn't shock me. If yeah, Cage Warriors may be like the sphere of MMA, maybe one of their Patreon-only type things, but yeah. Yeah, but if, I don't if think somebody's, any mainstream thing. If somebody's giving you FAC picks, Pretty wild, man. And, it and especially FAC picks, and, and I'm going to tell you, uh, out of the people that we that I like went into breaking down FAC on, I we're going to talk about eight different fighters because one fight actually, uh, and we didn't talk about this in pre-production. Uh, one fight just dropped off. Oh, but of great! The, but of the eight fighters we're going to talk about, uh, five of them I had seen before this episode uh, was even announced, and I had to start like breaking down film. I'm like. Oh, I already know El Wagman. Oh, I already know Dakota Bush. Oh, I already know Marshall Kemp. I already oh, know nice. if on Mula, but to, uh, Bullet. Uh, I'm gonna wait until you have to say it. Oh, uh, yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for you. Yeah, yeah. Well, what are you doing? Uh, if you're butchering it, what do you think I'm gonna do with it? It's gonna be fantastic. So it's gonna be bad. All right. Um, before we jump into that, Cage Warriors. We last episode. If you want Cage Warriors picks, which is probably the biggest event going on this weekend, right? Maybe CFFC has got some uh, some like UFC caliber dudes there or close yeah. to it, and I will say uh, FAC has got somebody who is already in the UFC and somebody who will be one day. So yeah, okay, they're up there. Maybe all right. So and you know, Cage Wars one forty four is going down on Friday. Uh, Dan gave you picks last episode. We do have we have odds now. Um, and usually you're really good at this. You were not this time. So maybe we can rip through them and, and maybe we can see why you aired so, so poorly. In main event, you have the champ Dominic Wooding. You said he'd be around minus 330. Surprisingly, minus 185 he opened out, which is very nice. That one is a positive one. I wonder if there's a little bit more faith on the Italian being at home here, yeah. um, which is a weird one. Uh, but I would say of all of the odds I looked at after they posted, I was like, Damn, you're getting great value on Dominique Wooding because yeah. I originally told him to pair him with with Morgan Charrier uh, yep. in a parlay, and you don't even have to now. I think he's just like legitimately playable at 170. 
Yeah, because Morgan Charrier did not come in quite oh, as no. uh, as as um, as low as you were hoping. You had him at minus four hundred, which was still a, a ridiculously high line. Minus seven hundred was what I got it at. Or I saw. Yeah, it. and I think that's probably where more where it belongs because I I think I even said I I think it's going to post at four hundred four fifty, and uh, there's value there if you get in on it early and get in on a parlay yeah. with it early. Uh, because I, I think it should be steeper and the, the books just, I think got it right. That, that, that'd be my actual thought. And you're hoping you had underdog in Flamines, the Latvian Express versus, uh, Carlo Pedersoli. Uh, but alas, you, you did not. Flamines minus 145. Yeah. And, and originally I had him plus 145. He winds yeah. up posting at minus 145. So just going to get complete flip flop of the odds. And I would say as a result here, I think this is a pass fight for me. Like, okay. Those odds just, like, aren't nice enough for a guy who I thought you were going to get dog odds on. Pedersoli, uh, I don't love anyway, and I, I don't even love really backing him as a dog here because I do think uh, Flamina is better, but I, I just don't think it's worth uh, laying it at negative 145. So, yeah, I, that that now has become a stay-away fight for me. And then another fight, which may be a stay-away fight now, uh, the odds were more than double what you predicted. Desegni versus Terrell, yet you're on Desegni, minus 215, you're hoping, minus 450. Yeah, wildly higher. I would say this probably just turns it into, like, maybe parlay fuel. Throw it in uh, parlay. Yeah, throw it in a parlay instead of playing it straight up, because playing Desegni at negative 450 seems kind of crazy, despite the fact that I don't really like Terrell. But, like, you know, throw that in a parlay with Chatier, maybe, uh, or Charrier, maybe, in – and maybe Either. Yeah, get that, that out of it. <laughs> and then uh, last fight, uh, Zachariah versus Barbu. Uh, you're hoping you, you're in a barber, hoping he uh, he would open around or hoping you could get him at around plus two twenty five. Close plus two hundred one is what I saw that. You saw it at plus two hundred one. Yeah, that, that's that's what uh, that's what I grabbed it when I when I got all the other odds. Yeah, what did you see? Oh that? my! So it it was. Uh, I'm actually looking at it right now. It posted yeah. at uh, the place I'm looking at. At plus two oh five, okay, uh, yeah. which is great. Um, so you caught it on its way down. It's actually all the way down to plus one oh five now. No, oh, no. Um, so if, if you looked at the original line, I was only twenty five off, which is yeah. you know, a, a pretty damn good prediction. And I think Barbu is a great play at plus two twenty five or two fifty. I would say it's a slam dunk. So if you got in on the ground floor, you can feel good about that pick. Um, but I at plus one oh five, if it's come down close to even. I'm not saying it's as bad as Flaminas, which I'm, like, fully staying away from right now. But maybe I'm just, like, waiting and hoping he gets bumped back up again. Um, and, like, I, I don't know. Maybe if I'm really feeling it at the moment, plus 105 isn't awful. But I, I really wanted closer to, to $2 on there. We know why the number moved, Dan. It's not going to move the other way. As more people listen to that episode, it's going to keep dropping. So. You, it's your fault, Dan. So basically, you have no one to blame but yourself that the number is not what you wanted to be. Uh, that's on me. Also, yep. uh, we're we're about to talk about FAC. I had yep. previously guessed the odds, and there is one one odd in particular that I was quite off on, which we'll have to talk about. All right. After I tell you about some of our lovely sponsors, of course, thinking of joining WinBet now is a perfect time. New customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open twenty four hours a day, where you can get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to eight thousand bucks. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet, odds-wise, gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned a $6 bet into $4,000, plus they got a free $1,000 bet. WinBet, truly, hashtag, 
degens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subjects to change. Terms and conditions at winbed.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through winbed is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. If you watch football or football or football, naturally this is football, not football, excuse me. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone plus games in 4K at no extra charge for 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watch all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR. Plus, there's no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try Fubo TV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash S-G-P. All right. F-A-C. What the heck's an F-A-C? I assume it's pronounced FAC, right? It's not produced FAC. Uh, it's Fighting Alliance Championship. Which, by the way, uh, it, so it, it restarted its numbers when it changed to Fighting Alliance Championship, but it okay. used to be called uh, Kansas City Alliance Championship. I think FAC sounds better than Kansas City Alliance Championship, don't you think? Yeah, KCAC. Yeah, FAC. Um, this, this is FAC 16 that we're doing. Do, do you know who – this is a fun trivia question for you. Do you know who owns FAC? Fact. Um, it doesn't say it in front of me. It does not. Usually they have the matchmakers on typology. It doesn't. Um, is that a KC? Why does it say Herzog? Jason Herzog? No. <laughs> it says Herzog <laughs> on the poster. So who owns it? Uh, James Kraus. Oh, we like that guy. Yeah. And you also see a lot of uh, Glory MMA guys on it. Good. Um, good. Or people who have been there. So. Um, yeah, so it's that's kind of a, a fun little tidbit. Yes, and of course, you can watch it on UFC Fight Pass. So you can watch pretty much all of the stuff we cover. So this is Friday at 10 p.m. Eastern, UFC Fight Pass. FAC, Fighting Alliance Championship. FAC MMA. Cable, Dahmer Arena, Independence, Missouri. It's in a cage, sadly, not anything fancy. 13 bouts. We're going to give you, well, we're going to give you five, but now Dan says one of them got canceled. What did we lose, Dan? Uh, Nicholas Mech versus Robert Gidron. Um, which the co-main event? It, it originally was listed as the co-main event, although I don't think it would have wound up that, but it might have. Um, I, I mostly was just including that fight uh, because of Mech. Uh, Mech is a Kansas State wrestling champ. Um, and Gidron has pretty much been taken down at will and finished every single time he's fought. Uh, Gidron backed out of the fight. So uh, keep a lookout for Nicholas Mech. Uh, I think he's a name you're going to want to know in the future. Um, and I, I think they're going to probably set him up with some nice fights and get him close to something like Contender Series. So uh, he, he's a fun one to keep an eye out for. I see they have actually switched a lot of the fights around. So as uh, Dan's talking, I am fixing the spreadsheet here so we cover them in the correct order but um like i said there's going to be 12 fights so now we're down to recovering four um will gumby have dogs you have to wait and see um yeah co-main event i mean sorry the main event is a, is a name that some of you will remember a funny with a funny nickname which we'll enjoy doing um let me make sure quickly that i got it all right and we're good okay we're going to start things off with <coughs> yes i'm still coughing everyone I'm still coughing. All right. Strawweights. Al Wagman, who you told us about a couple weeks ago or a couple episodes ago, I mean, versus Celine Haga or Haga. Haga, I think it's going to be. And this is, like I said, uh, Strawweight three rounds. 
Females, let's tell you about Haga first, 13 and 18. That's correct. 13 wins, 18 losses, 8 submissions. She's been knocked out 4 times, submitted 5 times. This is her FAC debut. She's two, won 2 of her last 3. She lost her last fight via submission. She was 0-1 in Invicta. She's been fighting MMA since 2009 professionally. She's 0-1 in pro Muay Thai, 0-1 as a pro boxer. She used to fight pretty much at every weight class. Used to fight at atom weight. Used to fight at flyweight. Used to fight at bantamweight. Uh, she's got three inches of height on Wagman. I do not have her reach, so you would assume probably similar reach, three inches of reach uh, advantage, perhaps. Plus 750 is the number on her. Uh, Al Wagman is the ruthless. Al the ruthless Wagman. It's, it's Al, right? Not Ali. It's Al. Al the ruthless Wagman. Five and zero with four submissions. Five and zero in fact. Is she a James Krause gal? Uh, she actually was, but she did move in no longer is a James Krause gal. Oh, okay. She is now a, um, I want to make sure I get the name right, Killcliff gal. Right, Killcliff, yes. Um, all right. She's fight at Adam Waite. She's 10 years younger than Haga. Minus 1,500. First of all, this is the one, I think I mentioned it right at the top of the show, where there was a line that I had made myself because I made lines for all FAC before they posted, because I thought we might go to broadcast without having lines, so I wanted to be prepared. I guessed L at negative 525. Um, so to see her post at negative 1500 is a little wild to me, uh, especially because she's moving up. Um, she's typically an atom weight, and she's one of the one of the major reasons why time and time again, I had been saying the UFC needs an atom weight division. I'm like all in on L Wagman. She's incredible. Uh, great ground skills. Um, her, her fight with Christina Christ, um, was like a very fun three round fight. It was on the looking for a fight one, the one with whatever the Helen Nelk boy is. Um, she was on that card and looked really good. And I was like, Oh, maybe Dana White will see an atom weight and be like, not only does she look good, she's a killer and she finishes and all that kind of stuff. Maybe I add Adam Waits for L. Wegman, uh, and he didn't. Um, but like she looked really good in her next fight right after that. She, of course, hasn't fought really high level competition. And she's coming up in weight. So negative 1500 scares me a little bit. But I will say about Celine Haga, which, you know, like she's she's a well-traveled veteran. She's 38 years old. She's fought really good opponents, uh, but she's clearly got a deficiency on the ground she just lost to melissa odessa parker who is a boxer and she lost to that boxer by rear naked choke uh which is really alarming um she also got like taken down and controlled on the ground by hannah cyphers callie robbins who you might remember from being on contender series and being unsuccessful on contender series she got beat by kyra uh batara who's a jiu-jitsu champion kind of same thing took her down and controlled her so like if she has is having trouble with the takedowns of all of those women I think El Wagman is going to have a pretty easy time. And, um, you know, like I said, she she left Glory MMA to now work with – actually, now that I think about it, I don't think it's Killcliff. I think she went to American Top Team. Uh, Glory she went name. There, she went there with um, um, her boyfriend. So her boyfriend is Grant Dawson. Um, okay, yeah. The UFC's Grant Dawson. So when Grant Dawson moved, she also moved. Um, and you know, like she's, like I said, an incredible grappler. She's got the hands to back it up. She's like a star in the making. I'm almost positive she's moving to straw weight here because she knows like a good win here could get the UFC to like snatch her up. So like expect her to put on a showcase fight, possibly see her in the UFC soon. Uh, they just need to know that she can fight in a weight class that they actually have. 
Yep, that that tends to help. So, all right, minus fifteen hundred. Everyone, run out and grab that. Um, what do we got next? We got <laughs> we got lightweights. Everybody, run out and grab. Everyone, on, grab it. Make it even. Make it even higher. Uh, Erfam Mulabitinovich. 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 Okay, if you say so. Uh, versus Marshall Kemp. I can say that name pretty easy. <laughs> it's Marshall see, with uh, one L, though. It is. It's true. It's true. Not not the proper way, but we'll, we'll move on. All right, Molabitinovich. We will talk about first. Two one and one with two submissions. He's been submitted one time. This will be his fact debut. He's three inches taller than Camp. Don't know the reach on him. Plus two seventy five. We have the infamous Camp. So we've got the ruthless, and now we have the infamous. He's five and one with five submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Three and one in fact. FAC. I'm sure people are. Uh, if I didn't have haters before, I'm gonna have more haters uh, now after after this episode. Uh, he won his last fight three years younger than Mulabitinovich. Mulabitinovich. That's a bit, <laughs> bit better. Minus three fifty on camp. Yeah, so I'm just gonna call him Irfan uh, because that that's easier to say. So Irfan is one of the people who I already knew of when I went to go break down this fight card. Um, and, and what I've seen from him, I like uh, quite a bit. He, he's got kind of fun striking. He does kind of weird things in the grappling off of his back that make him, like, intriguing because he, he is kind of like a longer guy. Like, he, he's got a very wiry build. He's six foot tall and lightweight, so not, like, super, super wiry, but, like, pretty darn wiry. Um, and so I, I was intrigued to see that they paired him up with somebody who, you know, has quite a bit better of a record than him, is quite a bit shorter than him and Marshall Kemp. Uh, but I had to go watch Marshall Kemp in, in order to, to determine, you know, like what I was looking at here. And let me tell you something. Irfan does not stand a chance. Um, this is, I don't know how Kemp wasn't on my radar already. He's, he's five and one. He did lose on looking for a fight in kind of like a disappointing decision, which, I feel like I should have seen that, but maybe it was on the prelims and I missed it or I had just turned at that time. But all five of his other fights have been submission victories, four of them being rear naked chokes. If you go back and look at his amateur record, same thing, getting it done on the mats with chokes and stuff like that. Like, And from what I've seen of his actual fights now, like very good grappling, very good work on top. But not just that, like he's kind of got some like really good tie boxing. He, he, you know, he fights out of a tie stance, throws that push kick a little bit. I think that's going to be a nightmare for Irfan. So, yeah, Marshall Kemp all day. I am a little disappointed to see it as steep as it was. I thought, like, some of the, the fact that I knew about Mula Batinovich uh, would have probably kept the line a little closer to even, but it didn't. It blew it up pretty high. So uh, a little bit disappointed that it's so high. But, you know, again, probably more of parlay fuel than El Wagman is at negative 1,500. All right. So Dan is going – with the favorites thus far. Let me tell you about Elias Game Plan app. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game you could get up-to-date and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup? Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament placing bets or just a huge sports fan stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats, the Elias Sports Bureau, official statisticians of U.S. Pro Sports League since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcast, and television broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by the renowned research team. 
I love the league-validated team and player news and stats myself. And with their new chat function, you can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. Plus their new week, newly, excuse me, their new, plus their, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not hard, is it? Plus their newly added weekly survivor pool analysis keeps you in the game. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the last game plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe weekly, monthly, or annually. But I can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use our promo code SGPN25. Find an Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. All right. No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, hooray, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Set up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. All right, moving on with the FAC. What do we got? Co-main event. It is lightweights. Again, Zach Scroggin versus Keith Dawson. Another name spelled incorrectly. K-E-Y-T-H. That's not how you spell Keith, correct? Yeah, it's I think that's Keith. <laughs> yeah, it's Keith. Everyone should call him Keith, I guess. Um, good. Keith Dawson, three and two, one knockout, two submissions. So he's a finisher, and he's been finished in both of his losses. He's been knocked out once. He's been submitted once. So he's never gone the distance. He's won one straight and three of four. He also was a pro kickboxer, plus 375 is the number on him. Scroggin, 2-0 with one knockout, 2-0 in an FAC. Used to fight at welchweight. He's four years younger than Dawson. Don't have height info on, for him, unfortunately. Um, minus 500, the number on Scroggin. I do have that number. So I'm uh... – so I'm going to go with my first dog of the week. I'm going to take uh, Dawson here. I was a little bit surprised to see him even as high as he was, uh, because when I first was uh, lining these, I had Dawson plus 250, and I was like, he's going to be a good value in there. Uh, and, and it wound up being, what, what did you wind up saying it was? Three? Uh, 375. 375, which is huge. So like, yeah, that's a very big long shot dog, but on a regional card like this where there's not a lot of good dogs in here, um, he, he's a fun one because while he is, like, really overextended on his strikings sometimes, like, that's mostly why he's lost is that, like, he really goes for it when he strikes. He hits really hard, which is kind of, you know, probably why he hits hard is because he overextends himself and really swings it. Um, Scroggins has got some wrestling and he uses a jab a little bit, but anytime somebody puts him in a clinch, he doesn't defend anything. He just like suddenly starts striking wildly, um, which I think is why maybe people are high on him because in his fight, he, he was also on the looking for a fight, um, card. He won in 32 seconds when somebody went to take him down and he did the, uh, the Jeff Barnett elbows from the like clinch against the cage and he got the TKO that way. I'm not sure the guy was even out, but the ref did stop it. It was a very weird one. But if you go back to his fights, either in his amateur career or his first one in FAC, kind of like the decisions to just like go for strikes in a position where he just needs to play a little bit of defense has cost him 
Um, you know, like he, he won a split decision in that his first fight against a guy who was like, zero and two, and it was largely just because he like gave up good positions when he should have been, uh, you know, like he should have been just like countering those positions in almost all of his wins in his amateur career, with the exception of a couple of like shoddy decisions were like quick guillotine chokes. So he's like has a tendency to just like go for a weird finish when he doesn't need to. And it worked in his amateur career. It hasn't worked quite as well in his pro career. And I think here, like Dawson is just like a smart enough dude to, well, he overextends himself on his strikes to put himself into some good positions and watch uh, Scroggins make some bad decisions. So I'm going to take Dawson on the dog here. That's a big dog to make up for the uh, big favorites we've had so far. Okay, to our main event, Walter Waits, three rounds, not a five-round main event, three-round main event. Dakota Bush, the name you may know, versus Ivy Nixon. Ivy, hard-style Nixon, I'll tell you about first. Six and two, three knockouts, one submission. This is his FAC debut. From four straight fights, used to fight at lightweight. Three inches taller than Bush, don't know his reach, plus 240. Dakota, Harry Bush. That's, that's his real nickname. I'm not making that up. He's nine and four, two knockouts, four submissions. He's been knocked out once. One known FAC. He's won, his only win over his last three fights, um, which was his last fight. He won. Uh, 0 2 in the UFC. Used to fight at lightweight, used to fight at featherweight. He's four years younger than Nixon, minus 300. Yeah. So first of all, I'm just going to say really quickly, I, I'm a little bit worried about Dakota Bush at welterweight. That worries me slightly. Um, I, I don't know that he's built for welterweight. Um, I will also say Ivy Nixon has wins over two different UFC fighters, uh, Mike Breeden, and he also beat Darius Flowers, who just won a contract on Contender Series in a dubious fashion. Um, so like he, he's got wins over good opponents, but when I went back and watched Ivy Nixon, he, he does a whole lot of these like weird stance switches and he adds like feints into them. And if you, like, don't know what you're looking at as far as the striker goes, you might be fooled into thinking, like, oh, he's doing some, like, high-level Dominic Cruz shit. He's, like, fainting and squaring. But the problem is is he spends a lot of time in all of those positions with his feet square to his opponent. Um, And for those who don't know, that's a big problem when you're fighting a wrestler. And it just so happens Dakota Bush, pretty damn good at wrestling. So he's a guy who tries to, like, disguise a whole lot of things by doing some like very weird movements and it's worked against some like lower level opponents in the past and it's like set up some knockout blows but here's the thing like dakota bush first of all not real easy to finish you know like with the exception of like taking a liver shot from slava claws um and not getting his wrestling going early enough which i'm pretty sure we bemoaned we were like dude you should have just shot some takedowns um instead he ate a liver shot but apart from that he doesn't get finished He's good on the ground, and I think if somebody stands with him with his feet square to him, he's going to shoot and take him down and, and just control him there. So I, I like Dakota Bush. I will openly admit I thought this line was going to come in a little closer than it did, um, but uh, I would say if you're looking for a way to make FAC a little bit more enjoyable on Friday, I, I think you know like the dog play with um, what I already mentioned, Keith Dawson, is like a fun one. And then I just parlay Marshall Kemp and Dakota Bush together, which you'll get like a little bit under negative 200 to put those two together. So like those would probably be my two biggest ones. If your book offers props, uh, maybe try to find something fun for like an L Wagman finish um, or an early submission for L Wagman. But 
otherwise, uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what you're getting out of FAC. You know what else will make it a more enjoyable experience watching FAC? Have us trade coffee while you watch it, Dan. Don't you think? You're I a coffee guy. I, I, I am a coffee guy. I don't drink coffee at night, though. Yeah, that's, that's, that's probably a good call. But <laughs> All right, let me tell you about trade coffee. It's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life, and so many of us still settle for blah coffee every day. With trade coffee, you can start every morning with something special. Yeah, see, they said morning. They didn't say at nighttime watching fights. But you still, <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, you could. Let me tell you about trade coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Your team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month, curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. And Dan has had trade coffee before, and he says it was very good coffee. He's not just saying that because they sponsor us, right? That's right. I had one from because uh, they have all those wonderful independent roasters. It was a yeah. Honduras-styled coffee, but it was yeah. not from Honduras, which was fun. Oh, um, interesting. And it, yeah, it was very delicious. Good. Good to hear. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners, you lovely people, a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. And last but not least, I'm going to tell you about Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker that's better, so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to OddsTrader.com slash BlueWire. OddsTrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, so... To conclude, FAC 16, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, UFC Fight Pass. I'm sure, uh, well, there's always the gens in the Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Talk about fights. I'm sure there'll be some in there talking about uh, FAC on Friday and betting on it. Um, recap Dan's picks. Dakota Bush, minus 300. Uh, um, Dawson, plus 375. That's a big dog, even though he spells his name wrong. Kemp, minus 350. And Wagman minus fifteen hundred. Who's the one that we should really keep our eye on? Is Wagman the one, the fighter you're most excited, excited I, about? I, I am. I, I like I said before. I, I thought she was one of those ones that like they should they should just consider that she's like a young talent. She's great on the mic. Uh, she's like you know all over social media. She does like a really good job of promoting herself. You know she's got the boyfriend who's already in the USC. That's a bonus. Um. She just seems like she's so marketable, and that's, like, kind of what the UFC needs to build an atomweight division, right? Like, they, they always talk about, like, having marketable faces and stuff like that, and that's really what helps the division take off. And, like, I think she's one of those. Um, and, and, you know, I, I guess it's good that she's going up the straw weight because if that's where she's ultimately going to get into the UFC, like, that's great. You know, I'd love to see her in the UFC, but, like, I really wish they would add an atomweight division because I think she's better suited for there. Um, cause she's only five foot one. She, she is really small. Um, but I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what that looks like, uh, on, uh, Friday. Yes, we shall. Uh, until then, make sure you follow us on, <coughs> as I cough, I told you the cough is still there. Uh, S- on Twitter, SGPN MMA is the place to be. Mr. Gumby runs that account. Gumby's, Personal account, Gumby Vreeland. Mine would be Jeff Fox Writer. Um, 
I told you about Discord. Read all our stuff, sportscomingpodcast.com. You can read my my MMA-specific only articles at moneymma.substack.com. And I think that's it. I'm going to let Gummy take us home. We'll be back tomorrow, Thursday, with more picks for yet another fight card. We're not done yet this week. I'm David Gumby Freeman. He's the sleeper, Jeff Fox. And we will see you tomorrow.